Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about why you might be receiving a notice from the IRS if you're a business owner and what it means. Is there a big difference in wasting money between business owners who look at their numbers versus business owners who don't? And what are some good resources for tracking personal and business finances? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. Hey, this episode is brought to you by my two wealth building partner sponsors, John Thurman, Access Financial, independent life insurance agent, help you shop your life insurance and disability insurance and health insurance needs. And by Allison Rife Martin, Rife Martin CPA. They are your outsource personal and or business CFO to help make sure that your money is organized and right and that you're not paying more than your fair share of taxes. Let's get to the show. All right, we are back with another advanced planning session. That's a new that's a new phrase we coined right before the podcast. So th- <laughs> thanks for coming back, Allison. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Philip. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here again. And I really do like your idea of advanced planning because we're especially since we're getting to the end of the year, we need to really start thinking about how to make sure that we've got all our ducks in a row so that we're prepared for taxes, we're prepared for maybe investing, we're prepared for how to make sure that we've got enough money to sustain the lifestyle we want to be in. Yeah, yep. No, you're right. And speaking of getting our ducks in a row, so uh, first topic we'll talk about before we get into the meaty, the meaty stuff is a lot of folks are probably receiving this letter in the mail from the IRS, right? I know, I know, I got one that was saying, I don't even know what it was saying. I just, I just sent it to you, and it's, but it's basically some payroll tax that we didn't pay because of the CARES Act that now we have to pay. Can you, can you explain what happened? What the, you sure. know, those notices mean? So, if you are a self-employed individual um, and pay self-employment tax. Um, based on the, the net income that you as a self-employed individual earned, you had an, the CARES Act allowed you to defer up to 50% of your self-employment tax that you would have paid. And you had the ability to pay it in two installments, December 31st, 2021 and December 31st, 2022. Provided you pay it in full by those two deadlines, there's no interest or penalties. So the IRS sent you that notice and i Imagine other taxpayers are getting this similar notice, too, if they did make this deferral. Just a reminder to say, hey, you owe this money. Don't forget your deadlines to make sure that you pay it on time. And when you and I were talking, you know, uh, about an idea of how to do it, which I know will lead into a great your couple of questions you want to talk about here. If you can spread it out over the next couple months to meet your first half of it by December 31st, 21, it's not going to be such a big hit to you. So that's so I was really glad to see the IRS was being proactive to let you know that this is coming up and just to, to remind you about it. OK, yeah, no, cool, cool. Next question. So in, in, in your experience, how much money do you see high income families just like blow? And I'm not talking, you know, uh, taxes is, are, are obvious or an obvious. So you can include them not properly 
being organized and overpaying in taxes, but I just mean like when you're looking at their books, their finances, you know, and, and, and you can give it in maybe like we can use an example of, you know, an household that makes 300000 a year, right? So which is which is a good amount of money. How much money have you seen them blowing, you know, of 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 the money? Well, and I mean, are you tr- in terms of like just like l- lifestyle choices, like going out to eat, movies, or and it could be all of the above, or, or or you can just give some like you know like just some examples of um because this is the, the 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 question I may have worded it wrong, but I know like you probably you probably see business owners and individuals since they're not organized with their finances. And then when you finally get them organized, right. You, 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 you might show them that, Hey, I, you know, did, did you realize you were spending, you know, 8,000 a year, you know, on this? And I'll be like, I didn't even realize that. Right. I was going to say, I think it's with uh, the economy moving to a subscription economy. So how many people just blindly, and I include myself in there too, sign up for Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, all with the idea that it's going to be so much better than cable. And then when you go back and look at what you spend versus what your cable bill was, you're like, why did I do that? <laughs> or, or which, and you're not paying attention because it's only $5.99 a month or only $6.99 a month, or you go to Starbucks and you only spend $6 a day on coffee. That's, you know, you aren't paying attention. And I think, again, because, you know, it's it's all just through a debit card or, a, you know, our bank card and we're not really paying attention. So I think it's it all kind of it boils down to a lot of the subscription model where we're not paying attention because, again, it's only five ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and let me let me go a little deeper on this question, because I asked a question for a purpose. And I think I just worded it terribly, but I think this might be a better way to ask the question. So you've probably seen two types of clients, right? Clients that are highly organized mm-hmm. um, and that are on track with their expenses, whether it be they're talking to you quarterly and reviewing everything, or they just have a really good system at home. But most of the time, accountability is better, right? And then there's ones that just never look at it. Um, do you find there's a there's a big difference in how much money like is is wasted between the two types of people, the organized person versus the non-organized person? What do they say? D- discipline and organization is freedom. Those who don't pay attention have no clue. And if you have the discipline and the organization to pay attention to your finances, then you have all the money in the world that you want. You know, so I say all the money in the world you want, but I mean, I'm just saying, and it does kind of lead into your question about organization. Those, it, it's been amazing to, to go to work with a business and say, did you know that you're spending, you know, X on toilet paper for the building and nobody's there to to use it or the napkins for the kitchen or the coffee or the little po- coffee pods, you could save money and have more to be able to spend on actually growing your business. If we switched you to, you know, community coffee, as opposed to the little Keurig pods. Now, I mean, that turns into a whole emotional discussion as to whether that thing is worth it, <laughs> but, but it, if you present the options, then they can make the choice. It's worth it to me to spend the money on the the current coffee pod versus opposed to community Folgers coffee kind of a thing, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and so is that. And so, it, it's funny you say that I, when you said it, my mind automatically was like, yeah, a financial audit, right? Not a tax audit, but a financial audit for your business, right? Because I'm and I'm, I imagine the, the bigger the numbers, the more is being wasted, right? A business doing millions of revenue is probably wasting, you know, a good one percent at least of of their money. But I imagine, but I think it goes back to the idea of how much, how well do you know your numbers? 
And that's where having a good accountant and CPA comes into play because they can help you take a look at your numbers and say, did you know you're spending all this money on toilet paper? And I mean, I'm using that as an example, but that I've, it just always seems, that one seems funny to me, but office supplies or the Hulu and the Netflix subscriptions and, Mm -hmm. you know, so the more you pay attention, the more, you know. And like you said, and then, and then, you know, cause cash flow is king, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of businesses, you know, with, 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 with lenders being tighter with credit, you know, um, I think a lot of business owners can find lots of money, like already in the coming through the business. Exactly. I, I was, although I will say it kind of goes back to, you can't cut your way to prosperity, but that certainly helps. You know, sometimes if you just cut out the whatever you consider to be an unnecessary expense, there alone you just freed up some money to grow your business or your or your individual lifestyle the way you want. Yeah, well, it's 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 a really good book. You probably read it. It's called the eighty twenty principle, and in it he talks about doing eighty everything eighty twenty eighty twenty audit like at least annual, and so um so I bet you probably did on your on your. I mean, that's probably that's what you probably helped them do is. They say, hey, here's what you're spending on, but let's think through, here's your goals. Is, is this really like, is this really adding to your bottom line, right? If so, keep it, if not. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I've, it's been, ple- it, I have found it particularly, I don't know, thrilling to finally help a client get to the point where they're like, yeah, I know my numbers really well, just as well as I know them. You know, it's not like, they're like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't know what it is. And then they're surprised they have no money. Like now, you know, now with the monthly conversations or the quarterly conversations, it's been really helpful. And it's been, to me, it's just been so pleasing to see them know their numbers just as well as I do. Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. All right. Next question. Um, we, we had a lot of, them. I was going to say that the question was, what are some good resources for tracking business and personal expenses? So if you're old school like me, an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> which that, and that maybe sometimes writing it down makes you more accountable for it. Um, but I can also say, you know, for businesses, obviously the, you know, the behemoth of QuickBooks or Zero or, you know, even um, Sage Intact, depending upon the size and growth uh, tra- trajectory of your business. Mm-hmm. For you as an individual, I can think Quick quick in but that's kind of again that's going back to old school um but but, then, if, but if they're working with like a cpa like you they would like what's the you, you use quickbooks right is that, is that i right? do predominantly yes yeah okay. so um but it, it really just depends on the, the client needs but for an individual i mean there's a whole host of, of apps out there that you can use um I confess, I don't necessarily use them because, again, I'm old school and I like just writing it down. And it, for me, writing it down makes me pay more attention. You being young school probably <laughs> have <laughs> probably have a better um, mechanism to track them online. I think Mint, I believe, is one of them, right? Isn't that a good one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mint, 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 Mint's, a, Mint's a good one for tracking. But I, I found... Y- I, I found like on a personal side, I really haven't found any good ones. Like on the personal side, um, you know, what I, what I end up doing is just, you know, periodically throughout the year, I'll add up all our expenses and then, and then put them in my spreadsheet. And then I'll know, okay, this is what we spend on Netflix. This is what we spend on, you know, utilities on average. And then I just have like a running spreadsheet. Cause I'm like you, I feel like 
especially because I, you know, with bank, with, with my banking, with my credit card, which I've run a lot of my bills through both of those two, they have really good trackers built into them. And so I could just every, you know, I could just, when I do it periodically, just review them, what am I actually spending? And then put them back in my, in my spreadsheet. Now for my business, they, they have better software for business tracking, you know, personal tracking, I think is, is tougher. I do have one more question too on business tracking. So what, what about somebody who, cause now we're in a days where people have multiple business, right? I mean, I have multiple businesses. I have PW media for the podcast and Stonehill wealth management, you know, as a business. So like, do you have any tips or ideas for people for, I guess, cause I got to keep track of three budgets, right? But how, how do you advise clients to track all of that stuff? I mean, really it's to keep track of all that stuff. You just, here's where QuickBooks or an automated accounting software would come into play. Because again, I mean, keeping the spreadsheet on an individual basis is one thing, but three businesses, four businesses, I mean, heck, even one business is a lot. So I would recommend an accounting software like QuickBooks, Zero, I mean, Sage Intact. Again, there's a whole host of them out there that you can choose. And there's ways to, to structure the accounting software so that you can either consolidate, not consolidate. I mean, it just it kind of depends on what, <clears throat> what, what the business owner prefers and what makes sense in terms of ease of getting the information. Got it. And I, and I know people are going to ask, or they're asking this in their head. So I want to ask it for the folks that are listening, probably asking. So if they're working with a CPA like you, they don't have to worry about using, learning how to use Quicken or anything like that. Is they, they just kind of upload their information and then uh, the team handles the rest or how does that work? So, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say the business owner should just pass the information to to the CPA and let them do it because there again, you're, you're separating yourself from, the most important thing you need to know is, do you have the money to run your business? Mm-hmm. So you should have access to it too, while the CPA, bookkeeper, accountant, whomever you're engaged with can do the, the basic, the bookkeeping and you know get making sure all the information is reported correctly. You want to make sure that you as the business owner have access to it and are regularly paying attention to it. Because then knowledge is power. If you don't know, you, you don't know if you have enough money to grow your business or your life. Right, because that's, that's easier said than done, right? Because uh, business owners have a lot to worry about, but what are some things that you've seen business owners do to make sure that they're accountable to reviewing their books periodically? And, and I'm talking specifically, like, it, it can be things that you're doing with your clients. So it would be maybe running a, uh, if you want to get completely nerdy, you would run a weekly PL, which mm-hmm. some people would do, but for sure do a monthly review with your um, accountant who to say, here's how much money I have. Oh my, or, and my goal is to make a million bucks and I've only made $200,000 and I've got five more months left to do it. Man, I better get out there and hustle to find some more business. I mean, but again, if you're not paying attention and doing a regular meeting, you'll never know. Right, it, right. There is just an elusive goal of a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Those monthly meetings, I bet are huge. Right. And I, and I bet they don't have to be long. They can, they can be relatively short meetings, but just make sure you know what's going on. Exactly. Because again, knowledge is power. Let everybody know uh, where they can, where they can reach you if they're interested in learning more about doing that. Cause, cause by the way, like for those who are listening, the reason why I'm building this advanced planning team in these series is, you know, I feel like clients will build more wealth if they have all the important parts, right? They have the insurance professional, the CPA, you know, who's the, who's the quarterback, you know, of the business owners wealth building uh, team, right? Good attorneys. We're going to bring some attorneys in. Uh, 
but um, but let everybody know how they can reach you if they're interested in learning more about your services. So um, if you want to go to my website, rifemartincpa.com, you can find me on LinkedIn at Allison Rife Martin or Rife Martin CPA. Um, and then my email address is info at rifemartinaccounting.com. But I'd love to talk with anyone who needs that kind of advice and, and uh, tax planning. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks again for coming on. I'm looking forward to the weeks that we're going to keep doing this me too this can be fun if you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals philip offers complimentary consults through his company stonehill wealth management for more information log on to stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk that's stonehillwealthmanagement.com forward slash talk Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.